It's funny how dreams can change over time. It's even funnier to me how uh, dreams have a colloquial meaning of those things, those weird, strange visions that we see in the night that don't necessarily make sense, but that there are also these hopes and wishes that we have for the future. And if you've ever had a dream and had it been crushed or destroyed, uh, you know how hard it can be and you can understand why I connected with some parts of this episode of Carbonator Zio so much. No, zero one. Ha! I'm leaving that in. Anyway, I'm MJ. Uh, I love tokusatsu, and right now I want to talk about the debut, the first episode of Kamen Rider Zero One, the first Kamen Rider of the Reiwa era, and um, yeah, so, uh, interesting things about the show, uh, I was, I'm a little unsure about it, honestly, um, I don't exactly know what to think, uh, I have misgivings about the suit still, I'm not 100% confident in how it looks. I mean, overall, it looks kind of nice, but there's just some funny things like his little boots and stuff like that that are weird. But uh, in the action shots and while he's fighting, he looks good. Um, the uh, the way it's shot, it reminds me of Lupin Ranger versus Pot Ranger, which is good. I think that was excellent direction, and I'd like to see more of that spread all over Sentai. I mean, not that I want them all looking the same, but featuring some of those things can be good. Um, you know, we get some shots, close-up shots of the Zero One driver. I still don't understand how it works, really, and I'm also a little irritated that they're continuing to call it a driver, uh, because I thought we were supposed to be in a new era, and uh, I'll get a little more into that as we go on, but that's, I'm just throwing that out there. I do like the fact that the uh, villains uh, have, like, an evil driver that they use on the... Um, Gosh, not Bemulark, no, that's Ultraman. Uh, not Bioroids, you know those people, the Huma Gear. Anyway, <clears throat> I like that. I like the idea of the corruption that's coming in, uh, that the villains are, you know, corrupting these you know, neutral to good Huma Gear individuals and causing them to be bad. Uh, I thought it was kind of dorky that a beam shot down from that satellite and then there was like a mechanical grasshopper thing there that turned into his armor, I guess. It looks way too big to be his armor, but I, I don't know what else to say besides that. The show has a pretty clear distinction between heat and intelligence, um, how they're... Ay, Dios mio, why? Why during... Ugh. Anyway, you have all day long to drive by, not while I'm recording. Anyway, uh, like the way their corporate structure, uh, or like the corporate atmosphere, um, is really pegged down well, and then you've got aims and like the militaristic or paramilitary group um you've got their uh, aesthetic down it, it looks pretty solid and it feels like it all exists in the same show but like it's a different world than from the businessmen and then you have like the corrupted humagir who have these um like evil forms basically that um like a main one that gets corrupted can corrupt other ones around him uh, and then you have these weird cyberpunk final fantasy guys um and they're causing some of this damage. They're these, like, you know, cyber terrorists, and they live in a place called Daybreak Town, which is all, you know, sanctioned off by this wall, and uh, it looks pretty ruined, and that's, you know, nasty business. Um, I uh, don't really have much to say about all the characters. I feel like we haven't gotten enough. Izu is, you know, kind of blank, and um, she has the one shtick where she kind of makes fun of Aruto, um by she kind of mocks his desire to be a comedian by explaining all his jokes and ruining them which is something we knew from the press conference but i guess it was good to see here i like the fact that they're leaning into artificial intelligence and that when he first puts on the belt like 
almost his soul or his mind like elevates it's like it's coming out of his body and he gets connected to the satellite and then um i think within moments he has about like five human feeling minutes to learn all this stuff so he opens up a little manual up in the satellite that and he's like there's a thing that helps him navigate it but that was a is sort of there to help him navigate through it anyway it reminded me of the matrix you know i know kung fu uh, that kind of thing, and it's kind of a neat concept. I'd like to see him explore that more and more the mental aspect of this new, you know, ability or set of abilities that he has. Uh, speaking about how those uh, cyber terrorists are abusing and misusing the human gear, uh, I thought they did a pretty good job of making it look really violent and uh, painful and nasty when they corrupted that comedian human gear, and then when he's in his weird, like, oversized head praying mantis monster form. Um, which reminds me of the yummies or the or something else, whatever in in, in Common Rider O's, the more advanced ones. It's probably not a yummy; it's something else. Anyway, uh, and then he's able to infect the other Humagear near him and turn them into uh, basically mooks. Uh, it's pretty interesting. Aruto overall, I didn't really like him too much, uh, but he did have one really nice heroic moment where um, the manager of the theme park or whatever he was working at trying to be a comedian you know, or failing to be a comedian being a you know, fledgling bad comedian who's not very funny um he is uh laying he's on his knees and he's about to get killed and he's upset because his dream of having the park be filled with laughter all the time uh was about to be ruined and or was being had been ruined and it looked like it was never going to come back and yet um or and uh, aruto can identify with that he can empathize with that and he acts to um like, of course, he's acting to stop the um, the rampaging Umagir, or Humagir, I should say. Uh, you know, like, he's acting to save the guy's life on a base level, but then, you know, by the end of the episode, he uh, has defeated the thing, and now uh, it's at the point where the guy feels like um, he's going to be able to bring the theme park back and continue to live out his dream. And Aruto even says something like, oh, I guess there's one more than one way to make people laugh, and he kind of accepts being the president of Hidden Intelligence and, um, and being the, uh, you know, the Common Raider Zero One. So, uh, I liked that. That was, that was fun. That was, like, the emotional hook for me. A lot of the other stuff just didn't really grab me so much. It does seem as if some interesting things are being set up for his dad, uh, or for his future, and, and maybe exploring more of, uh, Aruto's past, because, um... His dad sure looked like a humagear, and uh, when that explosion happened, like, his face kind of blew up, or, like, melted, or, it, it was just really weird and unsettling. I'm not going to talk about the uh, Ames people, because we didn't get to really see much of them, except for the, uh, you know, the wolf guys, uh, you know, he's hardcore, and the lady is, you know, straight-laced and wants rules to be followed, but, like, what else am I going to say about that? Nothing. Um... I want to go ahead and... Oh, say the, the theme song was really good. That was really exciting when they were fighting. Well, there was like an insert song, and then I think the theme song played. Uh, and I liked the insert song better than the theme song. So, there you go. So, I'm going to wrap this up, get to my closing remarks right now. Uh, the show feels like a Heisei, or a, a second phase, Neo Heisei, whatever you want to call it. It feels like a post-decade show, and I don't like that. I was expecting something very different, because it's a new era, and it's a new common Rider, and he's a new Zero-One, and it's, you know, a new legend is supposed to be beginning, but it, this new legend feels like the same legend. Actually, it doesn't feel like Kuga. It feels, like I said, like one of the post-decade shows, and uh, that's disappointing. Um, 
I'm not gonna, I'm not hating on the show. I just, uh, I was expecting more and I was honestly a little bit let down, but uh, I'm an adult and uh, you know, I, I know how to manage my feelings. So I'm gonna let it be and I'm gonna watch the next couple episodes and see what they're like, see how they feel to me. And uh, I don't know, we'll, we'll pretty much go from there. Um, got some cool imagery though, this like blacked out neon light stuff with him and his bike that they did as like a eye catch I guess in the uh very like very close to the very beginning of the episode was really really cool so I dug that and I'm gonna go ahead and steal it as I talk about other stuff I do uh so um I've got uh on I've renamed my YouTube channel to MJ Loves Toku uh to match with the podcast MJ Loves Toku which can all be found over at mjmunoz.com um I will be talking about Ultraman in uh, the the YouTube series, uh, probably through MJ Loves Toku. No, anyway, I also have an, an Ultraman show that I do, and over at my website you can find uh, I've been writing and I've been doing lots of other stuff. Uh, but something else uh, fun to mention is that I actually have another channel where I uh, review uh, comic books. I've mostly been doing Spider-Man right now. I'm going to do some other Marvel stuff, mostly early, but some modern too, just to kind of keep it fresh um, and more interesting perhaps. So you can check that all, check all that out. And uh, that's about it. And uh, I don't have anything to say to you other than the uh, blurby stuff I'm going to say to you know help you find me wherever I am and all the rest of my stuff. So anyway, folks, remember, you don't have to yell henshin to be a hero. Check out mjmunoz.com for more of my work. I'm currently uh, reviewing Spider-Man, like I said, um, and writing over there. I'm also participating in Tokutember, making Tokusatsu-inspired art for the month of September. Uh, I am an aspiring author who will gladly accept your financial support through coffee. Um, the MJ Loves Toku Show can be found on YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and mjmunoz.com. Uh, you can just search for it there, MJ Loves Toku or MJLT um, in the search bar. Uh, relevant links are in the show notes. Uh, and the last thing I have to say is if you had a good time, like and share this. Subscribe and ring that bell to keep up with my latest, <laughs> or with the latest in my quest to watch all Toku. Check out my Ultraman show, Going Ultra, and um, my other uh, channel, which is the Comics channel, which I didn't tell you the name of. It's Swinging Through Comics. Anyway, that's all I have to say. Ciao.